You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Bowness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church or service times or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Bowness. Well, we've talked about this week of prayer and fasting for some time, um, and now it's here. How are you feeling? Excited. Because I really believe that we are, and this week is going to be a defining week for Riverview Church. Because it's a week when we're going to hear God speak to us. Amen. And, you know, as a, a, a individually, He's going to speak to us as we're on our own and we're praying. But also, He's going to speak to us collectively yeah. here Amen. when the body comes together. Um, Pastor Tom sent out an email last week and he asked this question, why fasting? Mm. Here's his reasons. Fasting is an act of worship and devotion whereby something is abstained from, usually food, for a specific amount of time with the purpose of seeking God, honouring him and humbling ourselves. It helps us focus our hearts and minds on him so that we might hear from him more clearly and strengthen the closeness of our walk with God. That's pretty good reasons. Mm. Pretty good reasons for us all to come together to fast and pray. Now, I'm looking around this congregation this morning and I'm pretty sure that I'm safe assuming that the vast majority of us spend time with Jesus every day in prayer because we love him. We love him and want to hear him. And I was thinking about what prayer actually is. It's so important in a Christian's life. And, and it's a strange thing, really. In a very supernatural way, God ordained to have our prayers move his heart to do things. He doesn't need our prayers, but he's decided that our prayers will move on to act. Now, that is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. He wants to accomplish his work through our prayers. Yeah. And you know, scripture's full of examples and our experience, I'm sure Alan and Sandra have got many experiences yeah. when they know that this is absolute fact. Mm-hmm. Now some people would say you can't say it's fact. I can say it's fact because yeah. I've seen it work. Yeah. So when you pray for something for yourself or for others, he delights to answer. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, our God delights to answer. So prayer is extremely important individually and cooperatively as well. So what does fasting add to this desire of God's to answer our prayer? And I want you also for us to think about why it's gone a bit out of Christian fashion, or it appears to anyway. Because it's very evident, both in the Old and the New Testament. Let me just show you that. Moses fasted. Exodus 34 and 28. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating or drinking. Tom, you've been very kind to us. It's not 40 days. (laughs) (laughs) I want to kill you all. (laughs) But Moses got up from there, and what happens? He's the one who's with God, and he writes those Ten Commandments. Elijah fasted. He fasted slightly different. I was pleased to see this one because it was a bit different. First Kings 19 and 8, it says, So he got up and ate and drank and travelled 40 days and 40 nights. Wow. He went all the way, didn't he? 
David and I are going to go through the um, go through the the Bible um, in a year, and we've just been reading in Ezra and in Nehemiah. So, oh golly, I was buzzing with, with, with that. You know, Ezra and Nehemiah are tremendous men of God, and both of them say Ezra ten and six. It says then Ezra withdrew, and then it says while he was there, he ate and drank no water because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. Their unfaithfulness. He was so hurt by it that what does he do? He goes and mourns and he fasts and, and, and he prays because of their unfaithfulness. Yeah. Scotland, Bones, Riverview, we should be fasting and praying and mourning because of the unfaithfulness of the people. Nehemiah fasted. Nehemiah 1 and 4. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Another example, Daniel fasted. He says in Daniel 10 and 3, I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips until the three weeks were over. We're doing well one week. <laughs> and, and of course, the scripture is full of it. So fasting is very, very evident in the Old Testament. But what about the New Testament? Well, Anna fasted. Anna was well into her 80s. So let's not hear anyone say I'm too old to fast. I've been trying that one, but Anna fasted. Luke 2 and 37, she never left the temple, but she worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. That's her life. Paul fasted. Acts 9 and 9, he was three days blind and he did not eat or drink anything. Now that's slightly different because he had just been blinded. And he had heard God speak. Yeah. So what does he do? He fasts and he prays. The early church leaders fasted. Interesting for us who are leaders here at Riverview. Acts 13 and 2, it says, While they were worshipping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. And that's where we get prophecy. And that's where we get words of knowledge. It's because the Holy Spirit, we're giving that opening and the Holy Spirit can come. This is one for you, Tom. Acts 14 and 23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord. Mm. Not just you, the leaders as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let us remember that as, yeah. as new leaders are appointed. Yeah. And Cornelius fasted. Wow, I love this one. I think this one is particularly for Brenda. Um, Acts 10 and 30, he said, Four days I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house and behold, a man stood before me in brightest clothing. Mm. Fasting and praying is there throughout Scripture. Yeah. And Jesus himself fasted and speaks about it. Luke 4 and 1 and 2. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during these days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. <laughs> well, he would be, wouldn't he? <laughs> but the clincher for me about fasting is this. Remember we've got, in, in Matthew 5 and 6, we're hearing the, the Beatitudes, we're, we're, we're hearing Jesus speaking to the people and letting them know what he wants. And, and he's teaching on the mountainside, and in that time he's laying out for them how he expects his people to live and to act. And we have a couple of, a couple of verses in, in chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 16, and he talks about pastor. 
Listen carefully to his words. He says, when you fast. He doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when you fast. And he goes on to teach them not to be hypocritical about in the fasting, not to be showy, not to let everyone know that they're fasting. And he assures them that what Father God sees in secret, he rewards. He rewards openly. He answers and he rewards. So why does Jesus assume that we will fast? And why did all these people fast along with the many more? We've sung about it this morning. In our sinfulness, all we can earn, all we deserve from God is his judgment. Nothing else. There is nothing else we deserve from God. But, love buts. It's my favourite word, but. Because of his great love for us, because of his mercy, because of his unfailing grace, he has saved us, he's forgiven us, He's redeemed us. Thank you, Lord. He's yeah. brought, bought us Amen. a great price. Yeah. Yes, Lord. We've sung about the cross this morning. Amen. When, when we've taken people to, to Nazareth and we've had a look at what a cross actually looked like, it's horrendous. And to think that he did that for us. So when, that when we pray and mercifully he mercifully hears our voices and his heart is stirred. When we fast and pray, his heart is stirred even more. Yeah. Fasting is not a tool to twist God's arm no, for something it. to get what we want. It has a very, very spiritual purpose. And that purpose is to get flesh out of the way so the Spirit of God can move. When someone fasts, they're taking control of flesh. They're making a determined effort to remove the obstacles in their lives to submit to God's will. Fasting tears down Satan's strongholds. Amen. It clears the way for victory. Be prepared next week as you fast. Know that Satan does not want you to fast. He doesn't want you to undertake this discipline at all. He doesn't want you fasting because he knows that prayer and fasting move the hand of God in a very supernatural way. Amen. We don't understand it. I can't tell you how, but I know it works. It makes us far more sensitive to the word or to the voice of God. It helps us hear his voice above the din of all those other voices that crowd in on us all the time. We're praying and fasting together because we want to see God move in our town. Yeah. We want to see yes. him move here yeah. in Riverview Church, but yeah. we want to see a move in Bonnes. Yeah, because then this That's place it. will be full. Amen. Yeah. And Jesus is our great example. Matthew 4, 1 and 2. It's the same story as in Luke. Four. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I love that phrase. <laughs> I had noticed it before, to be honest. But nothing shows the manhood of Jesus quite like it. He didn't eat or anything. He didn't eat or drink anything for 40 days. So, he was hungry. But Jesus went to pray he went out into the desert. He went to pray and to fast. Not to be seen by anybody else. Yeah. It's wonderful that it's in scripture for us now. But he didn't go to be showing off. He didn't tell everyone, I'm going now. Be, be praying for me, you know. I'm going to have a hard time here. He didn't do that. He didn't, he didn't go to fulfill a tradition. He went to personally experience what you and I go through when we're tempted. Do you know what? When you're tempted, Jesus gets it. He really gets it. 
He understands completely because as a man, he, gave, he laid aside his majesty and he was willing to do what, just to feel exactly the same as we do. He got it, he, he knows, and he was able to show us how to overcome the evil one by means of the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Yeah. Jesus used the sword of the Spirit. Jesus didn't use divine power to get the victory here. He used exactly the same spiritual weapons that are available to us if we will just yield to him. Yeah. This is what he used. Mm. He used the word of God. Fasting is part of yielding to him. It draws us close as we deny our bodies. Now some of us are going to find that very hard. Yeah. I'm going to find that very hard. <laughs> And I did have a little problem when I was thinking about fasting. I thought, how can I stand up there and talk about fasting? I obviously don't do it very often. However, God has really convicted me about what he can do now. And it does. Fasting will draw us closer to God as we deny our bodies. And, and, and the, the closer we get to him, the more we'll trust him for Riverview and for Bonex. We long to see a move here, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We long to see a move. We long to see our friends and our neighbours come to know him and have their lives transformed. He's done so much for me. You know, I, I was brought up in a Christian home, but I needed Jesus. I needed him so badly because my heart was wicked. And I'm so glad most of you don't know anything about how I was because I'm ashamed until Jesus yeah. stepped in. Amen. And I want to really encourage you this week to be part of this week with us. Yeah. There's some really practical points that I just want to leave you with before I finish. <coughs> just, I think there's seven. Okay, so, very quickly. First of all, repent of your feelings and your, and, and your um, shortcomings. Pray as the psalmist David prays in Psalm 139, 23-24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Yeah. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me to Jesus. Yeah. Secondly, as we're interceding for others, for the leaders of our community, for all those in our town who desperately need him, for those in our positions of authority, yeah. let's really pray that they will come to, to know Jesus. Thirdly, concentrate on his word. Concentrate on what he has said. Meditate on his promises. Believe his word is so powerful it can penetrate any obstacle, any circumstance, any problem. There is nothing too big for him to deal with. Yeah. And fourthly, don't neglect the prayer aspect of fasting. Prayer is the most important part. Be here with us mid midweek. Make sure you're here and joining with like-minded people who are looking to God for the same thing, for our town, for our church. For, for God to move. Yeah. Fifthly, keep in mind your mind on God. Be aware of his presence. Keep focused as you speak to him and let him speak to you. Mm. Learn to sense the presence of God. Yeah. As we're denying our bodies by fasting, we will see, we will be able to discern the voice of God speaking into yeah. our lives. Number six, hold fast to God. Mm. Hold on to him, particularly during the first few days, these will be the most difficult, but don't quit. <coughs> if 
if you have a genuine burden for the lost, if you want to see our town being one for, for, for God, if you want to see addicts being overturned, yeah. let's really keep going in this. Mm. Now, that's not me saying that you need to fast the whole seven days here. It's not saying it's a continuous fast. For some people, they might want to do that. But, but you need to listen to what your body's saying as well. Because we're all with different circumstances, yeah. and we need to do what is right for us. And there's no condemnation for anyone who's just missing one, one meal or missing their coffee or whatever. Yeah, God absolutely. is seeing our hearts and, and we'll take them, we will see him move. Yeah, amen. And the last one, the number seven, is a really practical one. Drink loads of water. <laughs> I know I've read, I know I've read out that he didn't eat or drink, but it's really, really important that we drink lots of water. And when your head starts getting sore, think about it, you know, maybe it's just water that's needed. You need to keep your body hydrated. But most of all, Church of God, Riverview Church, let's watch and let's be ready for what God is going to do for Riverview and for Bones and for Malawi. Amen. Amen. Amen.